So I would say that, that that's the next gold rush is, is apps within apps. But uh, this is the nice thing being in this. You always watch, uh, keep up with them. Like, you know, all we have to do as, as software developers, keep up with the, uh, with the, with the new technologies, whether it's the VR, machine learning, all that, and you'll find all kinds of ideas waiting for somebody to, to, to just take them and, you know, get, get rolling. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Halal Hustle, where we talk about halal business, halal entrepreneurship, and share stories about halal hustlers who are striving towards their place with Allah in the hereafter by taking the means in this dunya. Inshallah, on this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you an interview that I had with Ala Shaheen, one of the co-founders and the product manager of Taplane Inc., a software development company based out of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. In this interview, he shares his story on how he got into software development at a very young age and how, through the support of his family, Taplane came into existence. He also talks about viral success and how you can continuously benefit from the invention of new platforms and the benefits of being in the tech space. This is an amazing interview and I'm 100% biased because this is so relevant to my hustle, but inshallah, I think that it's relevant to yours too and it'll benefit all of us. So without further ado, bismillah, here's the interview. Assalamu alaikum, welcome, it's a pleasure to have you Ara. It's a pleasure uh, talking to you. Thank you for having me. Alhamdulillah, it's uh, it's great, and I loved how you know an opportunity to uh, to work with Taplane ended up becoming you sharing and learning more about what it is that you guys do. So let's get right into it. Bismillah. How did you get into software development yourself? Um, well, first off, uh, it was a pleasure meeting you at uh, Taplane. Alhamdulillah. And, uh, yeah, I know we discussed uh, a little bit, but uh, the way I got into software development, it, it kind of started at a young age. I was always into technology, into tech. Also, I would say around the age of 14, around that time, I started tinkering with uh, robotics. Not, it has nothing to do with software at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was for a few months, but then I decided to design my own robot, but I, I could never build it in, in real life because... It would have taken it would have cost a few thousand dollars to to just get the part. <laughs> so and uh, you know so at the time we figured out we needed a way to get the money. So, <laughs> so my my dad has always been entrepreneurial and supportive, and he would always push us to explore new things. Oh, at the sure. time, uh, he suggested that we start a classifieds website. At that point, there was no development, no anything like that. But I was interested in web development. Uh, web design in particular, like HTML, CSS, the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's out 13 years ago, 2006, around that time, 2005, 2006. So around that time, uh, we started, uh, I started, I was, I was, uh, it was just me and my dad. Uh, my brother would also like, you know, suggest ideas, but mainly I was doing the, uh, the, the, the coding. Uh, we built a classifieds website. It was just, uh, you know, for local businesses to feature, uh, to post ads for users, and uh, it wasn't really focused at the time. It was, again, like a new idea. Mm-hmm. We worked on that for a few years. During those years, I improved my software development skills, and uh, by the time uh, I was 
And in junior and in my junior and senior year, I participated in web design competition. We were living in in Michigan at the time, and the competition was organized by the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. So at that time, uh, I participated two years in a row and ended up winning first place. To recap the question, uh, to go back to the question, it, it uh, started as web design and slowly, uh, as, as any web designer, they start implementing more features, learning new languages, JavaScript, PHP, adding more, uh, and then and then becomes, you pretty much become comfortable with every language at that point. And uh, that's how I got to software development. MashaAllah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Alhamdulillah. So you, your brother, and your dad, you guys together started Taplane. Yeah, yeah. How exactly uh, did that come about, or what made you decide to start Taplane? So uh, back from the first question, uh, we were always uh, working together. Uh, as I mentioned, we started with a classified uh, website. And uh, in 2000, not 2009, that's when things took a turn. And uh, we, we started developing apps. At that time, uh, Facebook uh, platform uh, was still very new, and there was a lot of hype uh, surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were many popular apps. Uh, you might be familiar with uh, Farmville at the time. So many people would play those games, those apps, and there was a lot of hype around it. Mm-hmm. My brother and I, we, were, we used to play some of the games, and uh, we decided that, that you know we could crack one of the games, uh, you know, uh, code a simple app to do that. Uh, I did that. And it took me uh, a few hours to do the first app, and, and that app uh, was basically a crack for another game. It basically, you know, allowed me to cheat and beat my friends on the leaderboard. <laughs> Nothing serious here, but uh, it was a fun exercise. Um, the game was like a Scrabble game, so you know you have to you're given letters and you have to come up with as many words as you can. So at the time, I ended up pulling a dictionary and uh, using it building a small app that you basically give it the, the letters and it generates all the words that are in that dictionary. And that worked and it allowed us to, you know, we were on the top of the leaderboard at the time because of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it started like that. And we saw kind of like nobody used it outside our family. But uh, we decided, you know, we could make a, another simple idea. Uh, like uh, there was a... Uh, People would uh, post stickers on their profile at the time and all those simple gadgets. So we said, you know what, we could do something for Valentine uh, or it could be used for Valentine as a, as a love meter, uh, except it was December at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we did that, and uh, we did it uh, at the beginning of December. It took me, uh, that one took me to develop uh, just two days. It was a very simple idea. And uh, so we launched it in early December. And uh, slowly, slowly, it continued to grow on Facebook. By the, the end of December, there was around 600 users per day uh, of, on that app. Wow. Uh, so it was the end of the new year. And uh, at that point, uh, we said, you know what, we should uh, hike up the percentages. So we raised them all to about 90% and uh, for that one day. And by next day, we had, uh, I think, around 4,000 people using the app. So everybody was sharing around like crazy just because we boosted the numbers. And uh, from there, it took a life of its own. It started growing, uh, it went viral, the app. So January 1st of 2010, the app had about 4,000 users. 
January 2nd, it had around 15,000 users. And uh, so it kept multiplying, multiplying. By the end of the, I think by, by the time it reached the second week of uh, January, we had around 100,000 users per day. Wow. And uh, it continued that way. And then obviously we were mind blown by the, by the growth, by the potential, by all the different ideas we could do. And that was just an idea that took us two days. So from there, that, that's essentially where we got established into the app business. That's where we saw the potential. The first of 2010, is, 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 uh, at the time, there was uh, our, uh, we were still running under our previous name from the Classifieds website. Uh, but, you know, essentially, we got established at that point. It was just, uh, you know, a business run from home. Uh, I was the main developer. Uh, my brother and my dad and Grigor together coming up with ideas. Uh, at the time, it was really we just sit for hours brainstorming different unique ideas, things that can be built around, built around social media. And we've come up with so many ideas, and, and we basically moved on to the next app. next app took two weeks to develop. It was a little bit more feature-rich. Um, then the next app took a month. Then the next app took six weeks. So we basically started building bigger and bigger apps, and... Uh, all that time, the app, the love percentage that we made was still, uh, you know, uh, steady or growing. So it was averaging, uh, I think, around, uh, I think it was averaging one to two million uh, unique monthly users. Wow. The, that love percentage, love meter app. And the next app we did on Facebook was Rate My Friends. It was called Rate My Friends, uh, which did exactly that. Uh, you'd go into the app. And uh, basically, you could rate your friends uh, publicly or, or anonymously. So <laughs> it was a little bit, it was actually very fun and, and people liked it. Mm -hmm. So would be given random friends, I would rate them from, from uh, one to five stars. And uh, I could leave a comment. But everybody, obviously, you're friends with them, so you never leave anything bad. Uh, <laughs> so and we'll get shared on their profile. And, you know, it's just a way to... to uh, praise one another essentially, and people would would go there and add uh, add an extra tab on their profile in Facebook that says that says my my ratings. Essentially, it's our app. What the people, their friends rated them, and everybody was averaging four and a half to five stars. So it was all good. <laughs> that was uh, an idea. Uh, that was the second idea we did. It was it was uh, although it's basically it was original on the Facebook platform. There was nobody else doing something similar, and uh, we took it from there. Where we got established, it was mainly, it started as building web apps on Facebook, social apps. And it was busy ever since. We've built on Facebook alone, like we've built, uh, I would say, over two dozen medium-sized apps and over a hundred of small apps. And we expanded into gaming. We hired freelancers. And, and we worked with, with a lot of uh, designers from um, different freelancing uh, websites. So... As a company, we did not open an office until 2011. Mm -hmm. So what, I, what, what happened is when we started doing the app business, we were still in Michigan uh, at the time. In 2010, in March, the, we, we moved over to Canada. We moved over here. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, so we were still a little bit unsettled. And it wasn't until 2011 that we decided to you know, establish an office and we started hiring uh, programmers. And um, essentially, we continue doing what you're doing on building Facebook apps. And since then, you know, in 2013, we started going to mobile. Um, we've seen obviously that there is a slowing growth on uh, the on the social on social media in general. 
and uh, the hype was moving toward mobile. And uh, we started moving there. Uh, some of our successful ideas that were on Facebook, we, we redeveloped them for mobile. And uh, that includes the, our big apps and games, the logo apps, the, the food quiz. Uh, all those were number ones in, in several countries that, uh, when we launched them. And uh, we continued doing that and uh, expanded. Uh, we also expanded into doing more complex apps and games and doing apps for clients. And uh, that is where we are right now. MashaAllah, Barakallah, that's amazing. Um, it's really inspiring for me when I'm looking at myself and it's like, okay, I want to I wanna kind of move in those uh, types of directions, inshallah. I'm glad, actually, yeah. I think it's almost that every, every few years, a new thing, a new platform opens up. And I know you are in software development as well. And that's the, that's the nice thing being in, in this field is it's, uh, think of it this way, every few years, there's a new gold rush. And uh, being a developer, a, a software engineer, you really don't, you only need your laptop to tap into it. You mm -hmm. don't need, not like, you know, you need investments of billions of dollars and you need hardware companies, all that to get started. It's, it's a virtual gold rush. And for us, Facebook platform was that. Then mobile came and that is to this day a gold rush. It's slowed down a lot because there's so much, uh, it's, it's been pretty much saturated now. But every few years there's a new, a new thing happening. Um, last year, a new platform opened up was the Instant Games, which is in Facebook Messenger. So I would say that, that that's the next gold rush is, is apps within apps. But uh, this is the nice thing being in this. Always watch, uh, keep up with them. Like you know, all we have to do as as software developers, keep up with the uh, with the with the new technologies, whether it's the VR, machine learning, all that, and you'll find all kinds of ideas waiting for somebody to to. To just take them and you know get get rolling. <laughs> wow, that's that, that's a great way to look at it. I like I didn't. It it just clicked when you uh, when you said that right there. It was like wow, that's so true. Subhanallah. Yeah. That that's how everybody got. That's how all the big companies started. Some some of them started with silly simple games or silly simple app ideas and or the hobby project. Facebook itself was just a. Almost like a hack project that uh, started was started in Harvard, and, and look where it is now. <laughs> so yeah, MashaAllah. Okay, so what is it currently right now in 2019? What is it that your company primarily provides as a business? So we provide, I would say, uh, two two things. The first thing is is software development as a service. Uh, we uh, we have it available and ready, and we have the man, the, the manpower, the resources to build any app idea, any game idea for uh, you know medium to large size clients. Um, so that we do from time to time. And uh, while we're not working on that, uh, we work on our our inter internal projects, essentially building apps and games and other products and ideas that we come up with as a company, as a team. So uh, while we're not working on external projects, we work on internal ones, like the apps and the games that we maintain to this day, uh, the new ideas that we're working on. And as of right now, we are working, we're working on uh, five new games for the Facebook Messenger platform, which is a new platform that launched uh, last year. Mm -hmm. uh, I encourage you as a, from a software developer to a software developer to check it out. You may find some success in that, and especially because it doesn't require too much, uh, 
to get started on. And, and uh, right now we're carrying over some of our uh, apps and implementing them for Messenger. And uh, we are looking to expand to more platforms like WeChat, which is very popular in China. The I.O. game that we're building is, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, games like Agario and Slither.io, which are uh, basically, basically it's somewhat like Fortnite where you have 100 people in one arena and trying to compete where only one person uh, dominates the leaderboard and, and you know the rest lose and so on. Oh, okay, okay. As for mobile, with simple, basic, uh, you know, flat, uh, flat graphics, I would say. Alhamdulillah. Still, that's uh, that's really cool. So, you and your brother and your dad, you guys grew very organically. What were some of the challenges when you kind of got to the point where you said, "Okay, we need to start. We need to formalize this a bit. We need to establish ourselves." as a business or, you know, in having an office? What were some of the challenges in getting started with that? Uh, so let's see. The earliest challenges we went through, that was before we even had an office, before we even uh, were thinking about getting an office, the, the, the scaling up the our apps that we were building. Because, uh, like I said, you know, when we first launched our first app, uh, we it had up to 600 users a day. And, uh, and that was for about a month. But since then, like, it grew very rapidly. And it went from, essentially, within a month, it went from 600 users a day to 100,000 a day. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you might be familiar with this, but if the the handling, the amount of load, the scaling, the amount, the amount of users was not, was very painful for us. Because at the time, we had uh, a simple hosting plan Think of like, you know, a simple web hosting plan uh, that you pay $5 a month for. And uh, that was okay with up to a few hundred users. 600 users was a little bit of a stretch for it. But Mm -hmm. imagine that going all of a sudden to 100,000 users. So all of a sudden we're experiencing downtime, service disruptions, and uh, so it's hindering growth. And it opened up a whole new arena that we're not familiar with because this is all, it's uh, like we've... Like when you when you ask me, okay, I know how to build the app, I know how to write a code for it, deploy it, and all that. But when it comes to servers, hardware, uh, doing all the server setups, I had never had to do that at that point, uh, up to that point, because I always relied on a sure, simple hosting plan that would do all the simple setup for us. So scaling and setting up an, an, an infrastructure was the biggest challenge. Uh, the first. Uh, the first, the first year, I would say. And that was all before we even got established with an office. So what we ended up doing, we couldn't establish an office with that with servers and data center and all that. That is too costly and requires too much uh, investment and uh, experience and, 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 re- and, and essentially it wouldn't be practical at the time. So what we looked into is cloud computing. Uh, cloud computing was still a thing then, but now it's much bigger. Everybody has heard of the cloud now. Mm-hmm. But uh, back then, it was still somewhat new. So the ability to uh, cloud computing at the time meant that you could uh, deploy servers on demand, kill those servers, and, and deploy as services as, as many services as needed. So uh, the problem there is we still have to know how to administer, it, uh, how to administer uh, servers. Server administration, uh, we were at that time, uh, the skills that we had were next to zero. So 
there was a lot of learning, a lot of staying up all night, dealing with servers down, restarting servers. And uh, it ended up being very costly for us because we had to essentially go with, uh, at the beginning, we had to go with dedicated hosting companies that would do all that for us. And the moment you get people who, you know, they know that we need this, and so they would charge us like crazy for for servers to do this, all the setup, all the deployments. And uh, by the summertime, like of 2010, we had around 100, uh, sorry, not 100, we had around a million users a day and uh, using all, all of our apps and games on Facebook. That was, that's a huge number, having, being able to handle a million users. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... By that time, we were we were spending fifteen uh, a grand a month just on hosting. So, obviously, we would it was all worth it because uh, ad revenue was making up for that. And then, but but we were spending a large portion of the income on just the infrastructure. To bring that today, we spend less than a thousand dollars on infrastructure, and we can handle more than what we could back then. So, uh, it's because we know better now, and we do it ourselves, and we set up. Uh, we've gained a lot of experience since then, but that was a big challenge back then. Finding the, uh, a service provider, getting all the, being able to scale the, the the infrastructure to handle the traffic, and and you know because without that we can't even. There's no point of uh, brainstorming new ideas. Why brainstorm a new idea when you can't even you know handle the users for the current one? And that that all happened within a few months. So it was it was a very busy time, uh, some many sleepless nights. Uh, I would say sleepless weeks we, we've, we've gone through. And, uh, yeah, and but after, by the time we were, like, you know, come, come 2011, we were, we had so much knowledge and there's so many, so much more skills and a lot more stability going on. And, and yeah, and we had learned so many lessons by then. Wow. Amazing. I'm kind of just like, this is a treasure trove when I'm listening to it because I'm just thinking for myself because that's a... Exactly. I don't have much experience. I, you know, using the basic, um, hosting services. And I know that there's, uh, Amazon Web Services now or, uh, Microsoft Azure, like the different cloud, um, offers. But I'm thinking for myself, right? And for all the listeners, inshallah, but I'm selfish. What would be a tip for, uh, for anyone who wants to get into learning how to make any of their projects scalable or making sure that it's scalable? Uh, to make it scalable, I would say, Follow in most cases like you wanna follow common sense and always keep keep like early on you don't wanna put too much emphasis on scale like uh, this is the kind of problem that everybody would love to have so it's nice if you go through it yes you you would have some sleepless nights uh, in figuring things out making your app more efficient making your code more efficient your database more efficient all that and and we had to go through that but the the, the number one lesson is keep it. At the, in the back of your mind, don't think about it too much because this is the kind of thing that I would say one in a hundred projects would have to would have to go through. Most projects don't scale. Like the idea is that what we went through was the, uh, viral growth, and that only happens in cases of social media things like that. But normal, like you can still build an app and and grow slowly a little bit more step by step, and you know uh, it gives you more. Uh, uh, room for uh, you know to prepare to uh, to scale. I would say keep thinking about scaling. Like design your app to be scalable because you could design the app if you're just gonna put it together and then and hack it and make it really and just make it quickly. The chances are it's not scalable. To so so you want to think of scale and design around it early on, but don't 
like some people fall into the bad habit of over uh, complicating the situation or thinking too much about scale mm -hmm. uh, and ignoring the the actual feature that you're providing so as a priority prioritize the app functionality prioritize what the user will be seeing uh, prioritize uh, the, the product the product as a whole uh, from the user's perspective but uh, keep as you design it and build it keep scalability at the back of your mind think of you know will this be able to handle uh, at least what if I have to handle a million users will I should I, is it just a matter of making the server bigger is it a matter of getting more boxes and and if the answer is yes then good but in some cases People, you know, you have to rewrite the entire app just to go from 10,000 to 100,000. That's essentially uh, going to be a roadblock for you if uh, a situation comes where all of a sudden you're experiencing sudden uh, rapid growth. Then, okay, you're going to cross 10,000. After that, you need months to rewrite the app. So at that point, you're kind of you're in a very tough situation where you're missing out on a on a on a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I would say. Essentially, keep it at the bank for my try to design for it, but don't over-engineer because otherwise that's going to take away from the product feature. Alhamdulillah, that's, uh, that's amazing advice because I went from thinking I just need to get something good out to, whoa, what if mine scales like this too, just within the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> keep it at the back of your mind. Inshallah, inshallah. With that being said, with continuing on with your growth, what were some of the challenges going from, you know, just hiring freelancers and uh, and having it being, you know, your family to hiring technical staff? I mean, I applied for a job with your company and interviewed. Yeah, and it was a pleasure meeting you too. So I wanted to. I, Alhamdulillah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I look forward to working with you hopefully sometime down the road. Uh, Inshallah. Now the biggest, as a like, at the time when we opened the office, I was still twenty. 20, 20 years old when we opened the office. I would say the biggest challenge was getting outside the comfort zone as an employer because now you have to get people and, and manage their interests, manage their responsibilities, and you have to set it to be a role model. And you have to, essentially, you're, although you, at the time I was, I would say, programming maybe 16 hours of, of each day, you're, you're going to be looking at different set of challenges yeah, new programmers, new engineers should take should take away some of your responsibilities. But now, you're somewhat outside your comfort zone. Although I was working really hard at the time, it was, I was somewhat in my comfort zone. Yeah, I don't have to deal with anybody outside my family, and uh, you know I don't have to manage anyone else's responsibilities. So that was the biggest challenge. It's really getting outside that comfort zone and, and embracing that you know it doesn't have to be just you and you can. Uh, Essentially, that it's inevitable. You know, embracing that this this is inevitable. So you have to you have to go on with it and do the best that you can. And actually, it gets much easier after because now I don't have to work outside my work hours, uh, and and I can delegate tasks, and uh, we we cooperate as a team, and everything flows really well. Now that's the biggest challenge from my point of view, being the one in charge of the technical side of things, the the the, the engineering side from the hiring process, really evaluating the skills, making sure that evaluating whether a person will be suitable or not, but that wasn't easy. And uh, have finding the, the right talent, because especially when you're small, that's when, you, when it's critical that you get 
you get the most talented people you can you can find. And 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 at the same time, it's the hardest because it's hard to convince somebody who is let's say very uh, competent to join your team, and then seeing that oh you're they're only like a team of three, so chances are I'm not going to last long, or they're not going to last long. So that, hiring the first, I would say, three employees was the hardest. And since that, it becomes uh, like easy, and, and you could establish pro-cause, interview questions, procedures. All that, obviously, you had to do the first time. But afterwards, it becomes like, you know, like a routine. So, and, and you kind of almost can spot talent just by inter- meeting with the person. Uh, or sometimes just looking at their uh, portfolio on GitHub, on uh, the, the resume, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, generally these are the challenges uh, when it comes to hiring. Alhamdulillah. That's cool. I know it helps you because you are the technical person that you could gauge someone's skill level pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. But it is, uh, like I said, it can be even there. It can be difficult for me at the time. I was it was somewhat intimidating uh, because most of the people I would interview, some of them were twice my age, and I'd say like, "Who am I to essentially like? Who am I to to evaluate their skills?" Uh, at the same time, I know that the skill that the stuff we were with, the technologies we were working with was all really really new, and and it's not easy for anybody to just jump into it. And a point I forgot to mention is we're actually looking for people who. Like, you can't just say, I need a Facebook app developer at the time, because nobody is, <laughs> and very few people have heard of it. So it's not like, oh, I need a Java developer, I need a PHP developer. So, no, we have to find the kind of people who have, like, front-end development skills, JavaScript, they know PHP, but also hackers in nature somewhat, because that's kind of, essentially, you don't need the people who, ha- who know the skills, but the people who know how to learn who are very efficient or who are very embracing of learning new things. And that is the kind of mentality like we looked for it early on, and we did find it, and, and, and we did a, a good job with hiring the first few employees. But like I said, that, that was the hardest thing for us, is, is really finding people who would be capable of learning this and in a timely manner, because you can't tell them, okay, we, we got to learn this over the next few months. No, like, you know, next week you're going to be starting on your first real task. And it was like that. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so... What is it that is uh, is next? You know, we talked about the past, current. What's the future looking like for Taplane, inshallah? So the future, uh, I, I hope, uh, inshallah, is very bright. Inshallah. And now uh, we are building uh, these apps and games. A lot of what we do is cutting edge uh, technologies. Like we use new new features, uh, new technologies that sometimes are are still in beta or alpha, and we design our own uh, our own new features and tools. Um, so, so in that in that front, like uh, uh, we're learning and, and and we'll continue doing that and building new <laughs> apps and games. But what we truly want to do, I th- I would say down the road, is, is like building the in-house apps and games. It is fun, is a creative process. But uh, I, I recognize that it gets, it's only going to get tougher uh, down the road, especially the marketplace is being more saturated now, meaning Google Play and the App Store. Uh, there's over a million, maybe two million apps on each. So now it's it's not it's less lucrative to just go and and you know get creative and build new ideas. First, it's harder to come up with new ideas, and it's harder to get exposure. So what we recognize as the future for us is is really building real products in that of of real world value. Like right now, what we build has entertainment value. 
uh, and obviously we provide services to other companies that were needed. Uh, I wouldn't say I want to, con like, we want to continue doing the business side of things, building apps and services for outside businesses, but I don't want that to be our primary focus. My, my dad my, uh, and I, my brother, we recognize, like, this is kind of like the, I would say, the traditional kind of business where things become routine, and uh, we want, we still want to do that and grow in it, but we want to do more creative things, real products, real services. And, and we have an idea for a product right now that we want to, that kind of takes, takes into account our uh, web development experience, our mobile front-end development experience, as well as hard, it's going to require some hardware uh, electronic development. And, and, and we have ideas building a real product that we would sell to small businesses and retailers. And, and, and this product essentially revolves around the idea of taking uh, the online reviews that we have on Google Play, on Amazon, like when you shop for an item uh, or download an app, you leave a five-star review. But taking that and bringing it into the physical world, into retailers, into restaurants, allowing people to rate their service on the spot as they would for any online service. And, and the goal of this uh, service is to provide insights to the owners, to give them insights about how people... Uh, insights and analytics about how the business is performing, how is the customer service, how is the customer satisfaction going, are the metrics up, are they down, if they're down, that means there's room for improvement, improve business practices as, uh, accordingly, and, and, and so on. And, and we think, like, this is a product that we're currently uh, brainstorming. Uh, we've already done the prototypes. What we want to do, we want to actually build uh, an actual electronic unit that people could, uh, that businesses could mount in their business as a kiosk or something, and allow people to leave their feedback, their reviews, provide them with surveys, and uh, they have all they have to do is, is pay a monthly fee, a small monthly fee for the service, and they'll get all this information delivered to their phones, to their, uh, they could access it online, and they could get notified when something is, is for example, they're, they're, for that given day, their metrics have gone down, so maybe it could be like the washroom being unclean or the place being unclean or the service being less than uh, expected, so on. So this is one of the ideas, and, and, and we have a lot more like that, the actual real product that can be patented, can be, uh, that will involve more uh, research and development, and uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So there's a lot, but I, I don't want to take uh, more of your time. <laughs> <laughs> no, alhamdulillah, again, this is a, a treasure trove. This is amazing, alhamdulillah. That, that's really cool. And yeah, as you were talking about, I could see the real world benefits. And definitely one thing for myself is that I've learned once I you know studied and got a bit more comfortable with my development skills was, okay, I have the skills to solve problems, but what are the problems that I'm going to solve was a question I had to ask myself. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's uh, like sometimes like stuff, like you start out with uh, simple, simple problems and then... Uh, the solutions become very intuitive, and then you move on to bigger problems. You break them down into more into into smaller intuitive problems, and and the cycle keeps on going. And uh, you know, like I said, like the more you do software development, the more you can see, the more potential you can see. The more easier you can spot new, uh, I would say, uh, opportunities for growth, a new uh, recognize a new gold rush before it happens, or you know, just about when it, when it happens. So. Yeah, that definitely happens. Uh, 
the more you you develop, the, the more the more you program, the more you get better at it. And 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 uh, from what we've seen, because we've done software development, as a developer, I would say, because I've done different kinds of platform, it becomes uh, easier to move into other things. You can even think, okay, I recently picked up robotics, which I, I started with that a uh, very long time. That was just a hobby on the side with with Raspberry Pi and stuff like that. Like you realize that wow, because I have this software development abilities, I can build all kinds of things with uh, if I was just uh, limited electronic skills. And uh, I did just that. I ended up building a small prototype robot that can not yet complete, but can play chess. <laughs> so it's uh, being a developer, you could take your skills and apply them in different aspects of the real world and, and that, that's a, a very useful thing mashallah barakallah that's amazing that's amazing okay i don't want to take uh too much of your time thank you so much again uh the last question that i have inshallah is we talked a lot about what is your you know halal hustle what is it that you're working on in your daily life um to make a living and provide for you know yourself and your family i want to ask about your hidden halal hustle what is it that you're currently working on improving with regards to your dean um, that someone may or may not be able to notice? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think like this is obviously the the, the most important uh, question with respect to halal So, what I continuously work on is trying to break or kick away all the bad habits, and we've all got some bad habits one way or another. It could be something. Uh, uh, Dean related, obviously, it can be, or it can be like, you know, just in real life, like you, maybe you want to uh, make sure that you're always on time, you're always productive, you're less distracted, you're, you're essentially getting your daily chores. In my case, for the for the Dean, um, I would say is keeping up with my prayer. That's one thing, because uh, I, I've been doing that for a few months now, because I've been, I've been kind of been logging my daily progress, I would say, for, for a few months now. But like making sure I don't miss any prayer and praying on time, that's a big thing for me. And the, the, another big challenge for me is because uh, like right now I have uh, two, I have two kids, a boy and a girl. Uh, they are two and one year old. They're still very young, but almost like uh, every few days, like my wife and I, we ask ourselves, can I in a way, if we are doing the best we can, raising them. And and this is a question people being in camp like us being Muslim and in Canada, generally you have to ask yourself that more because there's all kinds of possibilities that they could grow up to be. And uh, we want them to be uh, righteous Muslims, uh, productive, uh, successful as well in the in, in life and in the afterlife. So we we kind of that is kind of a, uh, one of the big challenges. Kind of just making sure like we're always we're always kind of assessing our, I would say, performance. And, and, you know, like in my head, for example, myself, like I, I can't imagine where I want them to be in 20 years. Uh, in 20 years old, what do I want them to be like? And, and I kind of ask myself, uh, are we on the right track to that? And you know, sometimes you feel like, okay, maybe you're setting a bad example or you don't want to set, the, uh, you want to keep away any bad influences. So, so this is kind of like a continuous uh, struggle we're kind of this is the kind of thing we're doing like uh, every day just to you know and, and every, I know and I realize every, uh, this is the kind of thing that any any responsible parent would be doing but you know uh, it also ties in very well with with Muslims and, and the deen and all that because you have to be extra careful make sure that you they don't get any I would say 
bad, like you know they don't want to go around any bad influence or be given any wrong ideas or you know you don't want them to learn to steal or learn to do anything like that. So from a young mm-hmm. we try to recognize any any behavior like that and address it. And I would say half the time we're successful, half the time we're, we're, we fail. But it, it is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Another thing, uh, one last thing. I know I just said I'm taking, I may be taking two, uh, more, more time than, than I should. Not at all. Not at all. Go ahead. I want to, like, this is kind of one of the things I'm working on. I've been working on it for, for, for a while. I, I am trying to memorize the, the oldest short surahs in just Amma. Uh, I haven't had, like, like I need more dedication to get through to get through it. But originally, I set a goal for myself to memorize that in 2018. So memorize all the you know the short words and and just amma. But I, I I only went through half of them last year. So hopefully this year I'll go through the rest of them and have maybe the entire just memorized. But yeah, I have to be more focused, more more dedicated to get through it. Inshallah, may Allah make you successful and reward you for your efforts. I mean. That's uh that's amazing. Mashallah barakallah That's uh that's awesome. And again, you know, with uh with with tap lane and all of your efforts, may Allah preserve and increase you guys. Uh it's been uh it's been amazing and Jazakallah thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. Um thank you very much actually and, and uh <laughs> I'm actually very, very, very thankful and uh, for your praise and for all the uh, for having me also. It's a pleasure talking to you. And um, yeah, I, I I wish you all the best uh, with the uh, halal hasad, and uh, hopefully we will uh, uh, have another discussion down the road, and then we'll get to work together uh, as well. Inshallah. Until until then, Ada, thank you again. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. So there you have it, an interview with Ada Shaheen, one of the co-founders and product manager of Taplane Inc. This is an amazing interview, alhamdulillah, and I'm really thankful to have the opportunity. I learned so much from him, and uh, luckily for me, you know, alhamdulillah, uh, I get the opportunity to have him as, uh, as a mentor figure and to, you know, ask him and talk to him more, alhamdulillah. With that being said, if any of you are interested in learning how to program, you can. It's really easy, and if you understand 1 plus 1 and 2 plus 2, and you were half decent at math and algebra, you could figure this out too. Although programming seems complicated, it's more so just breaking down a really complicated problem into simple, understandable, and approachable steps. That's all there is to it. There's no magic secret. There's no secret sauce. It's just having patience and uh, being willing to try to break stuff down. Anyone can do it. With that being said, for more information and for all the details about the episode and Taplane Inc. and Ada Shaheen, you can check out the show notes at thehalalhustle.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Use your handles at underscore thehalalhustle. And if you have any questions, concerns, don't be afraid to hit us up. Or if you want to share your story too, uh, we're more than willing to listen and we'd love to learn. So with that being said, until next time, Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.